Welcome back to Be Mindfully You with Brenna. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks so much for your tuning in to these episodes. It has been a busy week and a half to almost two weeks now, I think, since I recorded something. And boy, do I got a topic for you today. Um, it is all about parenting. And I just kind of want to talk about all the different areas of things that I've been facing and then some of the stuff that I've been reading. And this always happens to me, y'all. Like, I will have this, like, moment where I'm like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to do? How is this going to come out like what do I need to like say or the purpose of it like all this stuff right and then I will pick up my book that I am reading for the couple weeks or a month depending on how long the book is and all of a sudden all the chapters that I'm reading are exactly about the topic that's been kind of on my heart and I always have these like moments where I'm like okay well I guess this is exactly what I am meant to be talking about today so All right, for those of you first tuning in and those of you that are returning, thank you so much. I've been on this crazy journey and I went in for surgery April 27th and I've been recovering. And so for the first two weeks after surgery, I was nowhere near my kids. So it was absolutely incredible the amount of reading and journaling, um, and recording and like setting things up that I could get done because it was so easy. Like I didn't have anybody else calling for my attention. So I was just absorbing and processing and absorbing and processing. And then for the next two weeks after that, I returned from Colorado back to Wyoming and I returned to my parents' house. And when I returned to my parents' house, I was there, but the kids were with me as well too. And we decided just to keep the kids because my husband's work schedule. So we are living there and my dad is helping with all of the kids stuff. My mom, when she's not working, is helping with those same things as well. And so he would do the school run in the morning because mornings are always the hardest for me. Like it's really hard for me to get out of bed, really hard for my my body to wake up, but my body is so sore still. So um, even at almost six weeks post-op in mornings, I, I still hate them. Like I want a very lazy, easy into the morning rather than this jump up, get them ready, get going breakfast, do the routine and boom, boom, boom into the car and boom, 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 this stop, this stop, this stop. It's like, Ugh. so... Um, they helped me for two weeks and slowly over those two weeks, I started taking over some of the responsibilities with the kids. And at some point at four weeks after surgery, I was like, all right, I just kind of have to like rip the bandaid off and we're just going to have to do it. And they may be late to school and that's going to be okay. So I returned home and I think, see, this is what I do. I got to look at a calendar. I think I returned home. 
Yeah, the 27th, the evening of the 27th, I picked up the kids and we were home. And my son had a wonderful like little birthday sleepover with his friends that Friday. And we were transitioning back into the home. My husband was off. Then we picked up my stepdaughter on the 29th, spent the day in Colorado for a few hours and then drove back home. And then it's just been me and the kids like working the schedule for the last, you know, seven days of school. I think they had left at that point. Yep. Seven days. Um, And so I, that first weekend, man, I was just kind of like chuckling and giggling because the house is so clean, y'all. Like I cannot tell you how clean the house has been. They get so clean and quiet. My house is never quiet. But the only time it's quiet is like when there's quiet time, when the three-year-old's down for a nap and the, the, the two or three older kids are relaxing, watching a show. Like it's very rare that it's very quiet. There's always chaos between the three dogs and the four kids or the neighbors outside mowing, which they're doing today. So if you hear a lawnmower in the background, somebody's mowing and my windows are, are open. So, um, Anyways, so we, you know, are transitioning home. Okay. So we have three extra boys in the house Friday evening and everything's going well. It's super easy. The chaos is there. And my husband comes home and he says, oh my gosh. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you people are disturbing my peace. I laughed so hard, y'all. He was, he'd go to work for 14, 16 hour days and come home and the house is completely peaceful. And the only things he had to take care of were the dogs. Like it was, you know, feeding himself and then going to work the next day. And for four weeks, he had this complete utter freedom where he would just go visit the kids when he was able to. And then he had returned back home. And now like you get used to that after like a month of do of, of having that, of that quiet, of all that stuff. And then you come back and it is loud and obnoxious and there's extra kids in the house and you're cooking and cleaning and picking up. And I just, I mean, we were laughing. So Saturday, my, our oldest boy, he starts like challenging my husband. He's not challenging me, but he's challenging my husband. Like, what are you going to do? Are you still the same parent that you were four weeks ago? Um, do you still have the same expectations? Are your triggers the same? Like, what does this actually look like? And I was sitting over there laughing because I full on expected them to do that to me. Um, And the reason why I state this is because I've always giggled. I love my boys dearly. And um, one thing y'all will get to understand um, if you don't know me and those of you who have watched my Facebook lives, I'm very, very real, but they are like piranhas. When I am weak, they are like these piranhas that come and just eat and tear me apart. So there has been times through like my cancer journey that I was down and I'm like bawling and I am crying and it's awful and they're coming in and they're just like shredding at me, right? Like rah, 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 all this stuff. And I'm, I like look around and I'm going, what is going on? Why are they doing this to me? And it's because it's it's like that human nature of like the weakness piece of it. Like they see the weakness and they're like, ooh, I'm going to get on her because she can't do anything right now. You know, watch this. And I'm like, okay, that's that's totally, totally great. But ugh, um, 
what the heck? So as I'm sitting here and I'm watching him challenge and then then they, they get that one in line, then the second one starts going. And then they get that one in line and then the third one starts up on his whininess stuff. And so they go through these phases and, and this is not just every kid, but or not just our kids. It's going to be every kid. Every kid is going to challenge their parent on some point or another, especially if they have been living in one environment for a period of time and then they come home to the old environment, they're going to be seeing what it is that they can get away with because that's just natural human behavior. Let's see, can I get away with it? Is he going to do anything about it? But I just had to sit back and like chuckle because usually it's me. He never has to deal. Like it's very rare that he's ever had to deal with them challenging him. Um, it's always been me. Like my husband is very, very strict, like very high expectations, very strict. And I'm much more like go with the flow, a little bit more lenient about things. Like I'll let them like crap the house out for the day. And then when my husband is returning home, we have a 30 minute cleanup. Everybody cleans up all of their mess for the entire day. And then it's our evening routine. We start cooking dinner. They play outside. Um, granted they're playing outside all day long anyways, but I mean, I digress. It's, it's, they, they go do other things besides trashing the house basically. Or if they pull out toys, it's like one thing that they're playing with and they return it before returning another thing. So that way it's not utter chaos of, you know, 12 hours from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed of just madness. And, um, it gives me a little bit of time to, go in between all of the stuff. So uh, anywho, and then we do dinner and we have family time and then we do bedtime routine and then they're off to bed and the next day it starts. Whereas my husband throughout the day when he's home, it's clean up, clean up, clean up, clean up, clean up. You did this, clean up, you did this, you clean up. And so it's just really funny to watch the different parenting styles. So then we pick up Paisley and there's always like a shift when another kid comes into the household, even though she's been there the whole time, you know, it doesn't matter. There's always that shift. Like we have to reestablish the boundaries and reestablish expectations and rules. And then they have to get used to having her in the house again. And then they fight with her and, you know, she with them and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So you have the excitement of it first, like, oh my gosh, she's here. Yay. Play, 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 play. And then you have the the personality stuff start coming out where they start like complaining and getting mad and placing blame and you know, all the stuff. It's like this, this constant cycle of, you know, Hey, you don't get to talk to them that way. They don't get to talk to you that way. Like you've got to figure it out. You know, it's just, I I just find that it's just kind of part of the process. Okay. So then we fast forward a couple days and my son comes home with his last testing stuff materials that he had. So like Friday, they always do all these tests. They do tests throughout the week, but Friday's the big day. And then the teacher on Tuesdays put, put, puts everything together. And on Wednesday, um, you receive like all of the, the paperwork stuff. And we, receive Malcolm's tests and mind you like my first son has got really great grades and he does a great job and he puts a lot of effort into his stuff and I'm super super proud of him all the time um telling me he should be proud of himself and his tests come home and it's crumpled so just to give you a little bit of a backstory um to this as well too so uh, Malcolm 
James and Killian have all had like different reactions to my cancer diagnosis and going through the treatments. Um, Malcolm was very like calm and loving and he was keeping it all together. Um, he was very empathetic. Like you could see when I was really struggling, like he would be worried about me. So then he would just spend extra time with me in my room while I was resting. Um, James was extremely um, empathetic and very compassionate and um, just very kind and he is a very independent person anyways. And then you have Killian who was, you know, one turning two, and then he was two during all of my treatments and he very much so regressed. So he wanted to be a baby and not be a big boy. And so he would have these baby like tendencies and, um, it would just come out and, and, and it's inopportune. And so I had to, have that conversation with my parents, like you need to get on him. And I literally was looked at them and said, I do not have the energy to be able to do that. So I have to make a choice, either be the disciplinary one or just give him love, which is exactly what he needs. I do not have energy to do both right now. And love is a priority for me. And so my parents came in with my husband and helped with like working through some of his behaviors if we were out in public or someplace else um, and allowed me just to cater and, and just love on him when I had the energy to to do that. And when I had the energy to be able to discipline him, then I took care of it and held the thing. But it was like this conflicting message um, that happened. So I just felt so bad, but it's it's what you call survivor mode. Like you have to figure out how to move forward and continue to do those things. And I had to make a choice, um, worry about the behaviors and discipline him or just love him because that was the only energy that I could give. And honestly, the disciplining him would have taken even more out of me. And I didn't have the energy to be able to do that with him at that time. And that's okay. So Malcolm, we fast forward, Malcolm is like loving the fact that mom is on top of things. He's definitely in a different classroom environment with a different teacher who's got a different structure and standpoint than his previous teacher did. And he has a different set of students. So there's a lot more like high behavioral needs in this classroom. And he's seeing all of these behaviors. And Malcolm has always been this kid who he struggles if if he is with immature or behavioral led kiddos then Malcolm follows suit if he is with mature kiddos and a very quiet and structured environment he rises to the challenge and then he's he's like smooth sailing so it's like polar opposite so the first half of the school year has been great the second half when my surgery was announced that I was undergoing another surgery and my right breast was being removed. My kid was like, it was a light switch that went off, like all this anxiety, all this fear, all these things. And then we had all of these like behaviors coming out of him that I was like, what in the world? Like what's going on? And I said, buddy, you need, I think we need to do counseling. I'm not going to counseling. I don't need counseling. Mind you, this is a six, almost seven year old saying this to me. Right. And 
at some point I had to like stop and be like, mm, dude, I can't, I can't be your mom and I can't be your counselor. So I need somebody outside of our family unit to come in and help you. So I talked to the school counselor and I get her on board and um, she's helping him with some of the stuff and the behaviors are slowly decreasing. Then my surgery happens. He knows that I made it out of my surgery and the light switch went off and he was like back to Malcolm, you know, sweet, loving, get his work done, still have some frustration moments. And so his papers crumbled from his spelling test because he got frustrated during his spelling test. And instead of utilizing a healthy coping skill, he just crunched up his paper and then tried to like straighten it back out and keep working. And then it just was like this massive thing. So he failed his spelling test. Then he has sentences he has to write. And instead of writing the sentences because he's frustrated, he just flat out refuses. So his teacher knows that he has these moments of frustration. So she gives him time, but he loses time out on recess. And that's his, you know, that's a natural consequence. I agree with that. Like, absolutely. Like, you got to do it. The problem I had was, is that he then refused. He further refused to do them. And I'm stuck in this point and I'm like, oh my gosh. So this test was done on Friday. By Friday, he was supposed to be having a sleepover. <laughs> and he refused not once, but multiple times when his teacher tried to get him to do the sentences. So he took another failing grade and it just kept like escalating at this point. And I'm like, what in the world? So I'm looking at these papers and I look at Malcolm. And I'm like, tell me what, tell me what's up. Like what happened here? So what does he do? this is a total normal human reaction, like to turn around and point the finger at somebody else. Okay. And it's a total kid reaction to be like, Oh, she was going too fast. And I'm like, mm. okay, let me explain to you what this note is. Cause his teacher wrote a note and I said, look at this paper. Tell me what's up here. And he looks at the paper and he reads it and he looks at me. And I looked at him. I said, your teacher repeated and she did it multiple times. So one, why didn't you tell me? And two, you refused. What would happen? What's going to happen? That's what I said. What's going to happen to you that you refused to do your work again for your teacher? Now, a couple months ago, he did this. He had his poem memorized. He was ready. It was rec it was recitation day. Here we go. And he gets called on to go. And he looks at his teacher and was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Come to find out there's another student in the class that is notorious for doing this. You know, so he's mimicking behavior that he sees. And I was like, oh, no. When I asked him, tell me your, tell me about your day. What was so like, what was awesome about it? He refused to tell me about what happened on his poem. It was great. Everything was so good, mom. I was awesome, blah, blah, blah. And his teacher calls me. <laughs> and I look at him in the rearview mirror as I'm driving, talking to his teacher. And the look on his face was like, I'm so dead. And I, oh, man, y'all, I was so heated. Like, this is the first time that our first son has been really like pulling some shenanigans. So he got it good, man. He received three things that like, Ooh, took care of that. We didn't have this issue. And then this, this comes up, but only this time was bigger. 
And here's the reason why. So he literally looked at his dad and I in the face and stated that he did not want to tell me, tell us about it because he knew that he would be receiving consequences and did not want his sleepover taken, taken, taken away from him. And I was like, mm, this is one smart cookie. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That that probably would have been my first knee jerk reaction to instantly take away his sleepover. Okay. That is what we call punitive. It's a punitive punishment. And there's a thing between natural consequences and punitive. And a lot of the schools will have conversations around punitive, um, versus um, natural consequences. So some of them are like, for example, where I work at, we do natural consequences. And we we talk about like, if a kid slams a computer down, the natural consequences is you remove the computer and they don't have access to it for the rest of the day until they can show that they can use it safely and appropriately. Done. Punitive would be like, I'm gonna yank your computer I'm going to take it and then I'm going to tell you that you don't get to go enjoy sledding outside at recess and you get to sit here in the class by yourself because you don't deserve to 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 go do that fun activity. So your you personally as the adult are mad and taking it personal what they did. So my son does this. He doesn't tell, he, he would come home and he would tell me and his natural consequence was that he missed literally multiple recesses. And then his natural consequence with us would have been now I'll probably catch flack for this, but, um, there is at least in the state of Wyoming, you can spank your kids. There is no law that states that you, that you can't, it just cannot be excessive, abusive, or leave, leave marks. So we do spankings and, um, we don't do them for every child because it doesn't work for every child in our household. Um, but for this specific child of mine, it works. And so he, um, would have received two spankings. See, now I'd like got back up for a minute. So punitively, I would have looked at him and been like, oh yeah, nope, we're canceling your thing. I would have taken his friends home, like all the stuff because that was about me. How dare you lie to me? How dare you refuse to do that? That's so embarrassing that you did this to your teacher again. Um, natural consequences would have been, okay, you got your recesses taken away. We told you last time that you would receive spankings for um, refusing to do your work. You have a job to do. Your job is to do the best you can at school and put your effort into it. If your effort is a C, awesome. If it's an A, awesome. But to flat out fail and choose not to do something because you just don't feel like doing it, Mm, that's where we kind of draw the line. And there's probably going to be a lot of discussion around that, which I totally get because not every person has the same expectations that I do or my husband does, and that's totally fine. But after I thought about it, I was like, you know, buddy, had you told us, we would have told you, you know, thank you so much for being honest about what happened today. You would have had, you would have received one or two spankings. You would have had a written a note to your teacher for wasting her time and apologizing for doing that to her. And we would have moved on. 
like your birthday celebration has nothing to do with this situation. It's your birthday and you should be able to do that. But because you lied and he says, I didn't lie. And I said, yes, you did. You kept it from us. You knew that this was going to come home. There was no like like avoiding it. You could not avoid this. It was coming home. You prolonged it. You put it off until the teacher's note came home with the grades. And then you turn around and try to blame your teacher. So I said, how many days did you keep this secret from us? Because that's lying. And he's, and we counted the days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, like Wednesday, I think is when we found out about it in the evening. And he, he told us and talked to us about the whole thing. And I said, that's five days, five days that you kept this secret. And let me tell you, five days of that guilt was eaten at him and all of it made sense as to why he was snappy and mean to his siblings and um, snappy towards us like we were like what is going on and it wasn't so much that he was challenging us it was just that he was guilty because he was holding something from us so I am like trying to figure out you know, the best way to go about this. You know, he, we took away his electronics that Wednesday night because we were like, me, we're not going to do that. We're, we're, it, the electronics are gone until we figure out exactly what your consequences are. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to take his last blast away. This big fun event on the last day of school. And I sat there and I was like, "Mm, once again, though, that's something that he earns for going through the entire school year, doing well, doing the best he can. And they reward the kids and I really shouldn't touch that. So I call a friend and I'm like, all right, this is what my thought process is, all this stuff. And she says, he kept it for you from you guys for how long? It was like five days. She says, and he's got five days of a consequence that he needs to, he needs to serve up and give back to the family for withholding something for like that. And I was like, oh. Oh, I like that. So we did the apology letter to the teacher. He had to create a nice little sorry letter, write all the things that he did wrong, apologize to them, you know, and and tell her that it won't happen again and then present it to her and not present it to her like, oh, I'm going to give this to you and run off. No, he had to read it to her. (laughs) And then he has five days, no electronics, no fun, no candy, no, no nothing. Like he literally has to sit there and do everything that we, you know, ask him to do or contribute to the family and just sit there. He can read a book, he could draw at the table, but he is not to be participating in anything else. And, um, he's like staring at me. I said, and then he's got two spankings. And when we do spankings, I have really tried to explain why you are receiving like the reasons for it. So one spanking was for the refusal and one spanking was for the lie, the keeping it from us. Okay. And so very simple, straightforward. He tells you what the the spankings are for, one for lying, one for keeping, or one for refusing and one for lying. And then we move on. And I cannot tell you, like, it has been so hard. And I have laughed, laughed, you guys, about the fact that this is more of a punishment for myself. I found myself finding, like telling my husband on, on, on day one, oh my God, he goes, what? And I said, I like, I, 
oh, this is a pun. This is me. I'm being punished. And he goes, why are you being punished? And I'm like, because he can't go to his room to sleep at the very beginning of the evening. Why? Because brothers are winding down watching their shows and then they fall asleep. And so we have to wait until the show turns off and then he can return to his bed. And while he's doing this, he's laying next to me in my bed talking to me during my quiet time that I normally have. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. I'm being punished alongside him. La, 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 la. So my husband hasn't really been feeling the heat because everything is about mom, 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 mom. So last night when my husband comes into the room, he's like, he has this look on his face like, yeah, we get to have some, you know, one-on-one time. Woo. And he like looks at Malcolm and I look at him and I was like, oh, sorry. He needs to go to his bed. I said, mm-hmm. and no, he can't. Yes, he can. He just isn't going to look at the TV. I said, really? Tell me how that makes sense in your head. So we laughed, the two of us laughing together. And I'm like, dude, like this is, this is all part of it. Like there's nothing we can do. It's just, you know, like this is what he's got to do. So we, we go off and we let him sleep. The show's turning off and my husband's like, get him out, get him out, get him out. And I'm like, shut off the TV. Well, you know, it's going to come, it's going to turn off in 20 minutes. He said, it doesn't matter. You go back on your word. If we do not follow through on the consequence, he does not have access to any electronics, period. So shut it all off and then he can go into his bed. So he comes back and he was like, I guess I see what you're saying. This really is a punishment towards us too. And I was like, yeah, groundings, they suck. And I'm talking to my girlfriends the previous day and they're saying the same damn thing. Like all of us are struggling because it's a punishment on us as well too. We have to deal with the consequences of them being so bored, you know? So he's like, you know, it's, it's, um, day three, day three of the punishment and it's in the evening and he's, I hate myself. I don't like myself. And y'all, those are nails like on a chalkboard screeching in my soul, man. I, I just cannot stand those, those, those statements. Um, because that message says so much about his internal thinking. And, and, um, I found myself stating, no, Malcolm, you hate the decision you made. No, Malcolm, you don't like the decision that you made. I understand that. I hear you. And meanwhile, like my husband doesn't like those statements either. And he's over there like, if you keep stating that you're going to get in more trouble. And I just looked at him and I was like, don't because he's expressing himself. And that's exactly what he needs to do is express himself. So anyways, today is day five. It's the last day and we've made it through and school is a really great distraction for, for consequences. But those two days of being at home with nothing to do and you could just see it on his face, he was feeling the heat, man. So I really hope that this like teaches him that it is important, you know, when the consequences just get bigger, if you continue the same pattern of behavior. And of course it's the end of school tomorrow you know, but the consequences will still be the same even outside of school if he doesn't get this stuff, you know, the stuff that he needs to do and he's not following directions or he's lying. It's, it's a big deal. Lying takes away from, from your relationships, from, you know, from those around you, from yourself, the guilt you have because of it, all of it. And I, 
um, you know, that message, excuse me, that message of, of it's, it's not fun. It is not easy. And it is so hard. So, so hard to be a parent some days. And as much as we, you know, try to do our best, y'all, there are times where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm freaking doing. And I, and this is coming from a person that deals with kids all day long and helps teachers figure out behaviors and all this stuff, but it's different because they are my kids and it is personal. It's very personal for me. And so I have to literally separate myself and, and backtrack and walk out of these, um, these situations, these things that arise, like it's so hard and I cry and I, and I grunt and I'm, you know, doing this thing and, and then I seek counsel and I take that into consideration because sometimes you need that outside source to really like help you shape and understand what it is that you're going through. Like how do you teach somebody else that the, that the consequences of lying are way bigger because if I don't do it now and help him figure out like the, the thing about lying, it only gets worse later in life. The consequences are even bigger. If I lied and withheld some important information, that could be the loss of my livelihood, you know, my job could be gone. My licensure could be gone because I withheld information that was so vital to something or something that I should have reported on. And, um, you know, there's like guilt on that as well too, that like, oh, I have to report this in because of this, this, and this, because I'm a mandated reporter in the state law state. But, you know, some people get really mad at us for reporting things. And I just have to explain it. Listen, I, as much as I adore you and as much as I care for you, I have to take care of number one. And if that means that I have to report something, then I'm going to report it because at the end of the day, you have to go return to your stuff. I have to go return to mine. And I can't continue to help you and help all of these other people if I can't even continue to practice. So yeah, I'm reporting it. And I and it's hard, you know, but I've become very unapologetic about that. Like it just is what it is. This is my job. This is my livelihood. It's me or you. And at the end of the day, I have to take care of me. I can only give you so much because I have to take care of me. And I think that's what was so fascinating. And I'll get to the the point of this entire podcast and probably end up having to do another one. But parenting is difficult. It's been on my mind for the last, you know, week, been trying to figure out like all of these, like navigating things, the getting into the routine, the, um, the other kid joining into the family, um, you know, dynamic and the shifts that happen with that, um, the, the challenges that come with it. And then it just gets my mind thinking of like the pressures of parenting and, and the expectations and the things that people beliefs about them and, and, and the consequences and how do you consequent in a social, socially appropriate manner. And then if you tell somebody that you spank your kids, Oh my God, some people freak out about it. And then, you know, then people are like pro spankings and they freak out about people who don't discipline their kids. Like, Oh man, they just need a straight up ass whooping. I'm 
I'm girl, I'm like guilty of saying that. Like I I know that like there's some kids that straight just need some freaking corporal punishment because it's like you talk to your parents that way, holy crude, you know. Um, it's like ooh, and then you wonder, am I screwing my kids up? Am I am I am are they going to be even more screwed up than I am? Like crap. But at the end of the day, I have to remember that we're all dysfunctional. We all have things. And parenting for me is everything about me. It's all about myself. Um, you know, you just you, like, I'm going to make mistakes. There's no such thing as, as per- perfecting, you know, that there's no such thing as perfect parenting either. Um, but as long as I can learn how to manage my own reactions and my own res- emotional response and not come from a, um, a punitive place. And so I wanted to look up that definition of um, punitive. And so punitive is defined, the adjective part of it is inflicting or intended as punishment. He called for punitive measures against the Eastern Bloc, whatever the heck that means. Um, the other one says of a tax or other charge extremely high. Um, inflicting, involving, or aiming to punish. Ooh, I really like that one. The inflicting, involving, or aiming to punish. You don't like the behavior. So you are aiming to punish that person because of that. But in all reality, you could punish somebody all day long and I'm still not going to get the message. So somebody can be pissed off at me about something that I said, have no idea what my intention is, but because they are so mad, they're going to punish me and make my life a living nightmare. And I'm sitting there going, what the heck is this dude's problem or this chick's problem? Like, why are they treating me like that? Man, maybe they're just being ridiculous. Okay, well, I don't want anything about that. Like, you, you can go off in that other direction. And all it would take is this simple confrontation of, hey, when you stated this, it made me feel A, B, C, or D, you know, or A and B. And did you mean to do that? And I could easily look over at them and be like, whoa, uh, that was not my intention at all. I am, I'm so sorry that I, that that statement made you feel that way. Like I did not mean for it to be that way here. Let me explain to you what it was, blah, 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 blah. And you go about your, you go about your, you know, you go about your thing and then you don't have all this wasted energy and stuff, right? So you have this super big reaction. You take what it is that they stated, um, personally and then you get so angry and then you sit there and you stew in it and you get even more angry and then you start doing stuff to to punish them because of something that they did well they did this so that's why I'm doing this and that's when it becomes punitive and it's amazing what happens because as parents as people as adults as friends as family we do this to each other and it's like dang why are we doing that or our reaction is way bigger than what it should be and so you know the best consequences are natural consequences the best learned lessons come from natural consequences and so it's important for you to know and recognize when you're being punitive about stuff. I constantly work on this and I will literally look at my kids and, and I have told Malcolm, 
buddy, I'm so sorry. I should have never have reacted like that. Or, or I'll state never, I, I won't state never because that's like a prom, that's like almost promising him. But I look at him and be like, my reaction was not good. I apologize for that. I'm really sorry. And especially if I hurt you. And then him and I talk about that. And I tell him what's what I did wrong because I did something wrong. I should have never have yelled at him or dropped the ball or broke a promise or whatever it is. But you got to admit to the mistake. And you got to take a minute to like take a step back. And so if some of you have never heard of conscious discipline, I, I highly recommend that you um, look it up and see what conscious discipline is all about. They're doing it in all across the country in the schools and stuff. And I really just love like what it is. So it's conscious discipline. So you are intentionally looking at how you discipline and you're doing it from a standpoint of being objective, rather subjective and taking things extremely personal because a lot of, a lot of schools you'll find, um, that like, uh, I use an example, like the super quick one is the tickets. Um, they don't like a behavior, so they pull a ticket. Instead of looking at why is this student doing this behavior, especially when it becomes repeated, they're repeatedly blurting out, repeatedly doing the same thing over and over again, what's going on? And so I've appreciated my son's teacher because you know, he repeated this behavior of refusing. The The frustration level came out of the middle of nowhere and it had everything to do with his internal, um, his internal stuff that was going on. And so he just needed that extra help of like teaching him and a safe outlet to talk about those things and to learn skills of how to make things better for himself. And rather than being punitive with him, like pulling a ticket and then him going to the principal's office because he's had so many tickets pulled and he's doing the same thing over and over and over again, she figured out ways to work with him and do natural consequences. So you didn't get your work completed. You need more time. You're taking your recess to do that. And that is still a consequence to her because she has to give up their 15 minute break to be able to walk him through his work. But I have so much respect for people that are willing to do that because it is, it is a lot of hard work to separate, to separate yourself and and do that. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still times where I'm extremely punitive and then I just recognize it and I'm like, "Mm, can't, can't, nope, I should have done this, this, and this. And then the next time it happens, then I have this better reaction. And so I want to get into at some point because we are, you know, approaching that um, 45 minute range of this podcast. But I wanted to get into this book um, that that Glennon Doyle had talked about parenting and um, and it was just like, man, when I picked this thing up and was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, I could get on this for a long time. And so maybe that's what I'll do is I'll do another podcast and just kind of talk about the the expectations that are placed on us, the pressures, um, some of those things about like the myths and things about the parenting and, and talk about like what she was talking about in that book, because I could go on and on about all of the different things and have more stories to share. But it's just been a very like self growth kind of week. And I think that's the important takeaway is figure out how your consequences and your disciplining is. Is it punitive? Are you conscious about it? What are some areas that you yourself could work on as far as parenting stuff goes? Because 
there's always room for growth. And I'm a a very big person where I'm really good about figuring things out when I'm at work and being, being conscious about things. But then when I come home, um, it's like this hat goes off and the light switch dims and I'm like, "Mm, you're doing that spanking. You're doing that. Sit at the wall. You're doing that. Put your nose in a quarter, like all this stuff. And it's like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa and trying to back up and figure out how does this work and what do I do and and what where am I going wrong and what is my reaction doing because those little people in your life are watching you you set the tone for everything for them. So if you are erratic and all over the place and super highly reactive, guess who's going to be just like that? That's right. That mini me of you that's watching you because they are sponges and they absorb all of those things. You know, if your family thrives on a bunch of sarcasm and you're constantly sarcastic with your kids and joking around, be prepared for that to come out with other adults. I've also had that issue where there's a lot of sarcasm and all the stuff. And then all of a sudden they think that they can talk to other adults like that. And it's like, whoa, 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 you don't get to talk to adults like that. Like you do not get to be a part of these conversations and you definitely do not need to be doing that. Like, no, 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 no. And, um, we've had that conversation of like, when you do do that, like what, what do you think that does to people? Are they going to want to be around you? Like there's a time and a place for sarcasm, but you have to teach your kids. But when somebody is taught that sarcasm is part of their every single day, all the time, it's like, Ooh, okay. How do you, how, how do you navigate that? Okay. You know? And so parenting starts with you. Parenting starts with me. And if you come from a background that is really unhealthy and negative and not not the, the greatest, you've got more work to do. Not that it's, it's not impossible. You just have more work to do. Figure out the things that you don't like and the things that you want to change and adamantly work on that. And it's an everyday thing. Utilize the coping skills that you've learned for yourself have your kids watch you taking a deep breath. Have your kids watch you take a moment and go for a walk or, or just walk away, but always make sure that you come back. Thank you so much for waiting. I needed some time to, to calm down a little bit. I'm more calm and I'm ready to talk, you know, utilize those tools and show them because you showing them how they're used in front of them is is going to teach them how to do the exact same thing so then they're going to become better communicators they're going to be more conscious about what what it is that they're doing in their life in the future and one thing i just love my friend's statement about this and I'll I'll end it with this. She had stated that what parents forget is is you spend more time with your children as adults if your children are present in your adulthood because they always have that choice to walk away and not be involved in that family unit anymore. And so where do you want where do you want them? Do you want them walking away from you 
or do you want them with you? And I just love that because I'm like, oh, it's such a profound statement. So I'll leave that there because we'll get into it more next time. So always stay mindful of yourself. As I love to say, be mindfully you each and every day. You all are amazing. And I cannot wait to continue this conversation in part two. All right, so music is by Rama today. Calm down, I've been really enjoying this song. Stay blessed, stay you. See you soon.